Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome once again to the Wolf and Owl And uh Wowzers Well, uh, I, I'm just gonna uh, After our conversation last week I uh, yeah. spoke to my internet provider Yeah you gonna drop um, a minute sent now? Someone you around f- yesterday. You think you are you gonna are you gonna say who it is yet? Well, it's Sky. It's it's Sky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I uh, phoned them. They sent someone around. I thought it was okay, and then we've not been able to get on the Zoom again. So it's sort of like now accruing sort of time, isn't it? It's sort of like must be at least nearly forty-five minutes this year in two thousand twenty-four already, where we've just. Sat quietly, just sort of trying to work out what's going on. Well, I mean, what I would say is, is that um, my reaction to this not working is disproportionate in terms of like just pure rage. Yeah, but once, like, we're doing these early in the morning because yeah. we're both busy. I mean, you get up, I mean, you start trying to do it, and it doesn't work, and it makes me feel really sad. I mean, it's a very dark start to this, but it does make me feel deeply, deeply sad. I, I, it's, it's. I'm actually really frustrated. I, I don't know what to do. And, and and also the other thing is 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 I, I'm slightly nervous that it's something I've done. Like he'll go to me, do you, like, like the guy will come around and check in and go something like, "Do you do really big shits?" Because sometimes that can affect yeah. the internet. Or if, he'll be like, get, "Have you been messing around with the freedom loop or something like that?" Yeah, yeah. Or when when you're watching TV, did you press this sequence of buttons? Very few people do it. But the thing that really frustrates me with these modern companies when it comes to like, so so yeah, I've hardly when we talk vaguely about this, but I hardly slept. I got my first show back tonight, tour show. Hardly slept last night because of anxiety. I literally just lay in bed, just looking at the ceiling, just think and like check it, just begging for six o'clock to arrive so I could go and have a little workout. Nothing worked in the gym. Like it's like sort of the gremlins have got into the situation. So then I got more frustrated. What was meant to be the time when I went in? What I don't get right is all this modern shit that we have: internet, electricity. It's just fucking so annoying, isn't it? It's so frustrating. This is this is this is such privileged chat. Isn't it, it is very privileged chat. Yeah, it's just I went to I went to my gym and the gym the, st- the stuff wasn't working in my own gym and then I came here to do my weekly podcast and it's not. I'm not listen. I'm not having a go at you. No, no, no. I was guilty, man. No, but my, my I should I should yeah. My gym isn't. It's not like I've got a high tech Mark Wahlberg gym. It's a garage with a fucking treadmill that doesn't work and a bike that doesn't work. So essentially. I've got a garage mm. full of broken things and some weights. So at the yeah. moment, the bike... Well, sounds a lot like my mind. <laughs> Everyone's just tuning in going, oh, God, this one of those <laughs> fucking sorry for themselves. You know, the trouble is, I felt really positive yesterday. Yeah, me too. I was a sea of positivity, just tri- like skipping through the day. And now I just, uh, I've come to, like, I, isn't it a fucking mad thing that how a bad night's sleep, right? And a few things not working in the morning can completely just fucking erupt your head. Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm. Well, apologies to those of you that have, uh, as I always say, tuned in, <laughs> logged on to, clicked on to the Wolf and Our podcast. Um, I mean, I've this is a bad thing to say, by the way. Is we should, someone told me we, we've never asked for subscribers, and we should do. I mean, just after the. I mean, this is not the opening to the show that we should probably be asking for subscribers. Yeah, I think I think I think the eight people that have subscribed might be unclicking <laughs> now off the back of this opening. <laughs> um, but, I, but just off the back of you talking about your show, I, I do need to publicly apologise to Lisa, who's heard me talk about nothing. Talk, you know, talk about privileged chat. She's heard me talk about nothing but my tour and how the show is going and how it's coming together and stuff. I mean, I, I really, the, the idea, like, what well, you and I are both like, 
basically living our work dream, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing exactly what we want to do. And I know that Catherine has, but Lisa has been incredibly supportive through all of that. Like, incredible, like incredible, right? She's a hero to me, right, for how amazing she's been for all of this. And yet that poor woman has to listen to me go, you know how I'm chasing my dreams and I'm doing what I want? Well, it didn't go quite exactly how I wanted it to go today. Could you please listen to me talk about it? It didn't quite go. I'm a bit upset that it's not going exactly the way that I wanted it to. Please listen to me and feel sorry for me. It's so tragic, man. I, I just, I've started to get to now because it's been like a year or two and so I've sort of like started to hold those feelings inside and sort of give myself like... What I think is quite a bad, <laughs> quite a bad ulcer in my stomach, <laughs> and now I'm talking to the ulcer. It's like naming him. You're right, Keith. Morning, Keith. Oh, Keith, you're very burny today. Yeah, aren't you? You're yeah. worried about the show tonight. <laughs> putting putting my fucking own anxiety and mental woe onto Keith, the ulcer. The ulcer's literally looking at other parts of my organs, going, "Is he always like this? <laughs> He's been an absolute nightmare since I've moved in. It's a fucking head case, isn't he?" <laughs> Fucking hell, I've had some fun. I've been... I'll tell you what, no, I'm starting to feel, I'm start, I feel stronger every day, though. That's the weird thing. I don't mind it. I've been an ulcer on a number of people's stomachs, but this guy's <laughs> fucking pathetic, isn't he? I'm almost, I'm almost full from all the anxiety he's feeding me. <laughs> I feel like I say to him, calm down. It's too much. I can only eat so much. I, I felt like overly... I was getting a train home yesterday and just felt that overly anxious feeling. And like you, and it is like you try. Do you, do you with with anxiety? You try and sort of peg it on different things. I know it's a show. I know it's that. But I'm trying to peg it on other different things to try and sort of make in my mind that I know what I'm doing with the fucking stand up show. Yeah. Well. But then I'm trying to peg it on. Well, I find what I find that I do is um, I I sort of like go. Well, I'm not stressed about that. So all of these things that I'm feeling now must be something else. And then I start trying to look for the other thing. And then and then I go, well, no, hold on, the tour's starting this week. That must be what it is. Do you know what I mean? But for some reason, I want to be in denial about it. It's so bizarre. I, I got into a tizzy last night about soap. Like, even now, like, I've washed my hands about 20 times. My hands still don't smell really clean. Um, <laughs> I, I had a thing. I know we've talked about this before, but like I went to this Radio 2 presenters get-together yesterday, right? Yeah. And oh wow. Yeah. So I went with. Oh, it was like this official thing. It's not like we didn't. It's not like yeah. some secret, you know, Illuminati party. Like a like Mason's party. No, it wasn't like that. It was just like a talk do about. Do you get a handshake when you become like a like a full time radio tour? Do you get like a radio tour handshake? Like you handshake and then at the end you go, it's two. No. No. Um, but we, it, it, like all the radio two presenters were there last night. But in the middle of talking, I, w- I went with Beckett, and um, yeah, in the middle of talking to somebody, I became convinced of two, utterly convinced of two things. And I know we talked about this before. I was in the middle of a long conversation with a group of people, and I became utterly convinced yeah. that one, my breath was absolutely honking, <laughs> and two, I had a massive, a massive booger sticking out of my nose that I didn't know about. I mean, as as I was talking, my nose started to feel itch, and I thought, this does feel like. I've got something, and then all the evidence would point to a massive yeah, yeah. slug. And then as I'm talking, I started like looking. I started thinking, what? Well, oh, genuinely, I'm in the middle of a conversation with like I think like Derman, Claudia Winkleman, or something like this, right? And I yeah. start looking down and talking. Can more. I just say just quickly, knowing a little those two a little bit, I think both of them would say if you had a. Boat that's what I. Ho- that's what I'd hope. That's what I'd hope. But I started looking down and talking more quietly because I felt like if I didn't like if I didn't announce, I don't think even would. I think maybe like myself, Beckett. There's probably three or four people who tell you about your brain. I don't think I don't, I don't think Beckett would. I, do you know what I think? Really? I think Beckett would tell me afterwards that that's that's oh, yeah. he would go, mate. By the way, the entire time it smelled like a kebab had died in your throat. <laughs> I'd tell you there. I think. Just, yeah, no, you yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> it made me intensely paranoid, and and I found I just became utterly convinced of it. Then. Um, people saw me basically turning my camera on my phone and sort of looking deep into my face to see if oh, I had no. anything going on, yeah. Because they might be thinking that there's like a sort of like ego trip now that you're sort of looking at yourself thinking oh, like know. how hot you look. I know. Like I'm doing some sort of did you have your sun? Did you have your Did you have your sunglasses on? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I do think I dressed slightly too smart for the event. Yeah, because I was nervous. Oh, what were you wearing? Well, I was just wearing like a little kind of casual suit thing, like shirt oh, suit yeah, thing. No. 
But everybody else is wearing like just jeans and stuff. I felt like a bit of a knob. Yeah, but you're not really a jeans guy now, are you? Well, you actually, mind. my eldest son has told me that uh, my eldest son. Theo's told me that I'm talking like I'm on this morning for some reason. Theo's <laughs> told me that um, jeans are not cool anymore. Although he's just bought another pair of jeans, so maybe it just means that my jeans aren't cool. I don't know, but yeah, but it's baggy jeans now. I've brought a I've brought a pair of light blue sort of baggy jeans, oh, wow. and I wore them the other day. Took me a while to sort of work out what shoes to wear with them. It yeah, it was quite the uh, yeah, quite the uh, quite the fiasco out in the old Davis household that morning. I was really like, yeah, yeah well, stonewashed blue jeans. Yeah, well, God bless Catherine. Freaking out. But what I would say is um, Theo's bought a big back pair of baggy jeans. That's exactly what he did. So well yeah. done for having your finger on the pulse. But I looked at the jeans on him and I thought, I can't pull that look. There, there's some things you've got to go, do you know what? I've got to let that thing pass me by. I, I don't. Are you still wearing the old? You still wearing like a skinny jeans? I don't wear. I've, I don't wear skinny jeans. I don't. I've ever worn skinny jeans actually. Unlike, oh, unlike, unlike you. I know that you've worn a pair of uh, ones that look like the spray, the old uh, religion identifiers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had. I was so into really like no jean would be skinny enough. Like genuinely to the point, I had you know I had like two pairs of jeggings essentially. Yeah, the the problem with those is, and I've even noticed this. Yeah, like I did a, a warm up show the other week in Berry, and they they had a photographer there and took photos of me. My just whatever I wear on the top half, it always looks like my top is so much bigger than my legs. Do you know what I mean? So it just looks like yeah, yeah. I've never not looked like a cut and shut. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> It's mad. No, no, I have exactly the same thing. But now I, I'm emphasising. I'm not going mad back yet. I can imagine Theo's. A bit, I'm going sort of. There's a there's a looser cut of trousers. Right, I like okay. a chino, a looser chino. Oh, fine, fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought you were talking about like MC Hammer or some shit like that. Oh no, 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 okay. no. I mean, I do love a fucking uh, what are they called like a harem, harem, pant and, harem pant. Uh, harem pant. How was? What else was the sort of feeling at the Radio Two thing? Was it a good vibe? They were just talking about what's happening over the next year and stuff like that. And it's just quite, um, I mean, it's just a bit surreal. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of had quite a long, um, quite a long chat with Tony Blackburn. Oh, really? Yeah. And Beckett's quite a good mate of him, isn't he? Well, Beckett really gets on, I really get on with him as well. I just think like, I know it doesn't sound like it on paper that you'd, that you'd be mates, but he's just like such a funny bloke. Like, he is yeah, sound. He you know I, mean? I guess it's because he's been doing it for so long, he doesn't give a shit. But I mean, he does give a shit about doing a good job. But do you know what I mean? He's just like, he's just enjoying yeah, yeah. the ride or whatever. I like people like that. Was Lauren Laverne there? No. No. Yeah. Oh, I like Lauren Laverne. I think, yeah, I did uh, one show the other night. She's very sweet. Oh, yeah. How did the one show go? I enjoyed it, actually. I've got to say, of all the times I've done it, yeah, I enjoyed I know it. you enjoyed it because you brought it into the conversation apropos of nothing. <laughs> No, I did. I've, Laura Laverne has a Radio 2 show. If you follow the breadcrumbs of like the investigation, I'm like, was Laura Laverne there? No. Oh, right. she's probably got. She was probably doing the one show. Hmm. Okay. Uh, how was the one show? What, are they, what were you promoting? Wonka or the tour? No, the, the tour. I mean, Wonka doesn't really need any promotion now. Yeah. Um, Jesus uh, fucking sort of... Christ! Not only <laughs> not only you drunk the Kool Aid, it's coming out your pores, mate. <laughs> no, but I, it's, no, because it's not. It's it's not. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah, it doesn't. And also, it doesn't. <laughs> so, it doesn't need its profile raised, does it? I mean, that's essential. No, no, not by someone. Not not by myself. I mean, it's not like Chalamet's knocking around, fucking still pushing it. He's on to his next thing now. Uh, mainly the tour, if I'm honest, mm. uh, which is quite nice. Yeah. yeah, I did have that thing. Do you? Um, I, I cracked a joke on there, which I think they they faded my mic for. But um, so also on the show is Nick Grimshaw, yeah. sweet Nick. Um, and uh, he was talking about, like, they said, oh, you know, as they do, they led into a question. said, oh, Nick, um, you've got a thing with cinema, haven't you? A funny cinema. So you're, you've, you're quite nervous with this, you know, how cinemas work and what, uh, you know, you've had a bit of an incident. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a lad, when I was a little boy, I went to the cinema and I saw a mouse. And then I said, it wasn't Mickey, was it? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I mean that is that is funny in the moment, to be fair. Yeah, I mean I'm not. It's not like I'll put it into this, but and then Alex and Lauren and Annie all sort of chuckled, but it no one else heard it. It was like it wasn't a part. I, I was genuinely like on the show. I know what I know what I know what happened. I know what would have happened. You would have been really proud of that Mickey Mouse joke, and then you would have left hoping that socials had blown up off the back of it, and then you saw nothing. So yeah, no, no, and then I said, I literally called Catherine, and Catherine was like, oh, "That was a really nice interview. You talked about mental health, and you were really, oh yeah, but what about the Mickey, um, 
Mickey, Ma Mickey Mouse joke. And she was like, what Mickey Mouse joke? And I was like, just rewind it to the bit when I ask it. And then I got back and I played it to see it. And you couldn't hear me say it, really. Yeah. Do you know what I like doing is after I go on the one show, I phone Lisa and I go, how did I do on the one show? She goes, you were on the one show tonight. <laughs> um, no, when, when, I when I first did it, I was like, obviously, it's like super, super. It's the most mainstream TV gets pretty much, right? And so, yeah. so I'm always very nervous about saying something. I say very nervous. I'm not really nervous. But, like, you know, you, you sort of think there is a risk that you might say something inappropriate for that time slot or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because, you yeah. know, we're, we're used to being a bit, uh, a bit closer to the edge, one might say. And uh, the first time I did it, they're talking about, we're talking about weight for some reason. And I said, I just said my weight goes up and down. I said, I'm like an Asian Luther Vandross. I didn't think anything of it in the moment, right? And, um, and then I left the show and loads of people complaining about me making a joke about Luther Vandross and how he had a serious illness. And it was really out of order that I'd made that joke. And it was like, it like blew up. I thought, I'm never going to get asked back on. What was, what was, uh, was uh, so Luther Vandross, what was his illness? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I did look it up at the time because I felt really bad. But um, I think he had some sort of weight-related condition. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 that yeah, led to his yeah, weight yeah. oscillating. And I just made a throwaway line about his weight. And it was uh, it was not well-received, put it that way, by the one stream, the one stream, the one show faithful. Yeah, I had one with uh, on Sunday brunch when I used uh, Cotney Wyman's slang toe punt. Oh, and no. What happened? Yeah. Did they I actually thought, speak to you, or was it? Did they have to make an apology? Yeah, someone spoke to me. I, yeah, I don't know if they made an apology. They spoke to me afterwards, and I said I didn't think. I thought I, the only people who get it uh, would be um, the people who knew what the Cockney Wine. Yeah, the, but the people who knew what the Cockney Wine slang was, and then because they knew what the Cockney Wine slang was, they wouldn't be offended because they thought it was funny. Yeah, um, and they were like, "No, it's when you turn around and say, oh, yeah, the fellow was there and he was acting like a complete toe pun.' It doesn't really. It's <laughs> Just sort of going, I wonder what he means by that. Yeah, cool. That's, oh, that's, let, me try, that's let, me try, let me try and unlock that rhyming slang. <laughs> uh, uh, there's the same thing with Burke, though, isn't it? With what? Yeah. With Burke? Yeah. What do you mean, Burke? Is it what? The word, like calling someone a Burke? Cool. Burke is short for Berkeley Hunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Because mm. Burke is, they use Burke in, uh, what's it called all the time, don't they? What? Uh, Fucking Ronnie Barker's old one. Fucking brain's gone. I'm, like, I'm literally like fucking old man at the moment. I'm like fucking... It bodes well for the show today. Like, yeah, do you know what? I think I'm thinking so much about the show, nothing else is going in my mind. It's literally yeah. just a blank canvas. Also... Uh, it's going to be great, man. We went to... Um, me and Catherine went to... Uh, God, it sounds like... We went into London on uh, date night on Saturday night, which was lovely. Mm. Um, mm. Had a bite to eat. Uh, and then we went to see uh, Guys and Dolls with Danny Mays. Danny Mays is fucking amazing, right? Mate, he's one of the best. Like, do you put, like, he's incredible. I've worked twice with him, and I've known Danny for like a long time through through friends and whatever. And it blows my fucking mind how he could like. So he, you know, obviously he's line of duty, some of the drama, he's Des and whatever. He's an incredible drama actor. He's great at comedy. You go and watch him do a musical, and he's fucking phenomenal in that. Mm, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, are we? Is this? Is this? Um, listen, I, I don't. I'm not undermining what we've said about Danny Mays. I think he's a fabulously talented actor. But I've just been thinking about the conversation we've had so far. Very much feels like uh, Tom and Rom talk about their showbiz pals so far. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It, we we're sort of skirting very close to becoming everything we feared that we would. The one do. show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a fucking panic last night, right? So listen, what, so panic watching, attacker. No, I was watching Blow Deck, right? After yeah. I came back from the Radio Two thing. You've just got into Blow Deck, haven't you? No, I've been into it for ages. I've been. Where, where are you? you? Are you the latest ones yet, or? Uh, I'm on the penultimate series of Below Deck Mediterranean. Oh, I'm on the last series at the moment. I mean, I've yeah, mm. hoovered it up. But um, so I was watching it last night and. Have you watched Series 8 with Captain Sandy and Storms the Basin? Have you watched that one? Yeah, yeah, I've watched them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Storm says... I liked Storm, by the way. Storm was Yeah, he's good. He's got, some, he's got something about him. But I don't yeah. think he appears in any yeah. of the later ones. I googled it. So anyway... Uh, no, no, he's not in the latest one. Yeah. So There's a real incident with the bosun. The bosun in Series 9 will blow your mind. You wouldn't... Okay. I don't know if you'll be able to cope with it. Well, I think I'll be able to cope with it. <laughs> um... 
I don't, know what, um, I don't know what not coping with it would look like. I just switch the TV on and say, at least I can't take this anymore. Who is, uh, is, is, oh, what's his name in there? Uh, he's one, he's one of the fucking, um, interiors guy. Kyle. Kyle, fuck me. What? He's maybe my most annoying character on any reality show. Can I tell you something, what I think, right? Because this is genuinely how I feel about Kyle. I love him. And what? I, yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I really do. Oh, fuck off. Really? Well, yeah. I, I think... genuinely... Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Yeah. He In the new series, I've, I've almost well, I've not had watched, to give up I've not watching watched, Below Deck. I've not watched the new series, so I don't know. He might... Listen, he, they, they I mean, turn. That... They turn. That's what's great about Below Deck. You, you love one person. Yeah, but even in, the, even, in the, even in the series you're watching, he's so irritating. If I was like at sea with him, I'd go, oh, for fuck's sake. Another th- I mean, I'd be working exterior... Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, well, look, what I would say to that is, I was... What do you think you'd be, by the way? Would you be interior or exterior? Uh, I'd probably be one of the officers that's not allowed on camera. No, 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 you wouldn't. No. I think I'd be third, Stu. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd probably be... I think you'd be really good interior. You're good at organising stuff. No, I'm not. No, I'm you'd not. You'd be like... I, I think you'd be second, Stu. Mm. And then I'd be like probably the one below the bosun, and then like we'd have Lead quite a funny camp. relationship, yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, oh fucking hell, like yeah. I'd probably sort of gossiping under the under the boat and saying, yeah. fucking hell, that that big guy's really funny. Yeah. Just having He's a cigarette cool. on the bow, just going. <laughs> What's going on with these guys, man? It's been, honestly, it's just I, honestly, I went back. They'd not done the bloody master cabin, so obviously Muggins here has to go and do it. I was what, just. By the way, what happened? What happened with you and the the stir, the line off the stern there earlier? <laughs> it nearly fucked up the docking. Mate, the thing that makes me laugh is like neither of us working. I used to hate working in an environment like that. Now all of the TV choices I make are basically based around watching people at work and get, and I can't watch these programs like a normal viewer. I can't sit there and just go, oh, that's quite amusing. I get really invested. Mm. So is is it uh, uh, how's Carl and Natalia's uh, relationship at the moment? They've just well, actually, the the latest argument I've watched is uh, I thought Carl was in the wrong because uh, Natalia went off to do this beach picnic thing yeah. with them, and then she said, "Can you make sure you do the VIP cabin?" Which was like the the the, the primary guest had said that she always likes her cabin clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they've got she's gone off to the beach. They were on the boat, and then she came back, and then the first thing that Carl said is, "You're going to need to get started on the VIP cabin." He'd not done it. So they got into this big argument. Then Carl's slagging her off to... But everything I'm saying now, by the way, does not paint Carl in a very good way. So I don't know. I've yeah, just but literally is, said I love this the This is geezer. my problem with Carl, is Carl's... A, he is the, he's such a devious kind of character. He's not... He's lazy and he's not very nice. Yeah. Like, if... Yeah. Who's the other girl who, and who she sort of like... She was going out with the chef, started going Natasha, out with the chef, then Natasha. she dumped... Yeah. God, that was a real mess. Well, I felt I felt a bit... I mean, he sent a series of... This is so mental. If you've not watched any of this, this is going to be nothing. But he sent a series of horrible texts to her, didn't he, to be fair to be fair yeah. to her. But then she's obviously addicted yeah, to being no, in a no, relationship. No, no, no. I, no, no, but I thought both of them, it was just very mm. toxic, their yeah. whole... But he also, like... Did, <laughs> so pathetic to say. When I watch programmes like this, I think I, I never had any sort of like of these love triangles or any of these... <laughs> I was never in a I would have been the guy just out there just grafting a bit or sort of do, like do, do you know, do you know, do you know what I would things. have been? Yeah, do you know what I would have been, Tom? Genuinely. I would have been the one, like, even if I'd be on 10 seasons, <laughs> right, not a single even fucking coming close to a romantic interaction with anybody. <laughs> and, and then it'd be like, what about Ramesh? Oh, he's sweet. He's, he's like he sort of gives himself to. He gets a bit quiet sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, I like a bit. It's like sort of going, "Would you go out with your dog?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ramesh is like the big sister of the interior. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Sandy would absolutely love, I love you. Do you know what? Do you know what I like? Do you know what I like? It's just I'm talking to I'm talking to one of the stews that I really fancy. And she goes, do you know what I love about you? Do you know what I absolutely love about you? And I go, what, what? Goes, that I can talk to you about relationships and guys that I like. <laughs> <laughs> and then some fucking meathead from the exterior, uh, in- exterior walks past and she's gone, oh, he's yeah. so fucking deep. 
And then I start he's doing things like, to try and like undermine it. I don't think he's good enough for you. I don't think he's good enough. <laughs> you are so, you are so sweet. You are so, what would I do without my big brother, Uncle Rom? What would I do without Uncle Rom? <laughs> also, you'd be like 44 and still second shoe. <laughs> Just, just Captain Sandy going, uh, uh, Romish to the bridge, Romish to the bridge. And they just got there, yes. Yeah, yeah, Cap, I'm coming up. Yeah, what, what do you need to talk to me about? Uh, Romish, um, it's occurred to me, you really are too old to be doing... I mean, it, it's not a job thing. You're doing well at the job. Like, you're doing really great. Like, really happy with what you're doing. It's just your life, I'm worried. I, I just want to have a chat with you about your life and the choices you've made. And no one wants to share a cabin with you because you lie awake at night screaming. <laughs> Why do you keep looking in the mirror going, why do you keep looking in the mirror going, I am happy with my choices? It's actually putting off some of the guests. You're saying it quite loud. Do you know the thing I can't, I mean, I, you've watched eight series of it, right? I mean, I've, have you watched the Ameri like both versions, the like Mediterranean and the other mm. one, the Caribbean, right? Mm. Um, what I can't get is that every series, even this latest series, there is a, a bosun or a lead deckhand who essentially just, there's a romance that takes place up until the penultimate episode and then they, the the fucking exterior like guy will basically turn around and sort of say, I'm not really invested in this. I know we've planned to go to yeah. fucking Carbo, but fucking, yeah, I'm not really into it. And and then you realise that they've got a girlfriend back at home. It happens every fucking series. I mean, yeah, but I think that's just how they, that's how they live. I think they're just in like this intense situation on the boat. And then they, f they feel like they're in love with somebody. And then as soon as they get released out into the wild, they're like, they realise what their options are. Whereas I would be like, the boat is my... my, my yeah, but I look at Captain... For me, it'd be like, the, the boat is my only fucking option here. I, I need to find love on this boat. <laughs> nothing, I've got nothing going on off this onshore. I what love the it, fuck is going on? There's a scene of you just brushing Captain Sandy's hair. <laughs> She's amazing, isn't she, Captain Sandy? Yeah, I went. I, I didn't go off her, but like I thought, some of her decisions uh, I, I didn't agree with in, in previous seasons. But she, she's really redeemed she, herself. She gets yeah, stuck in, and yeah, I like. Um, you, have you got? Have you been watching the traitors yet? Well, uh, actually, before we get onto the traitors, the reason I started talking about uh, below deck is on last night's episode that I was watching. Yeah. she says to Storm, "We're going to refuel the yacht," and Storm goes, "How much are we getting?" And she says 20,000 litres, right? Wow. And at that point, 20,000 litres of gasoline or petrol or whatever. Yeah. Right? And then I was like, fucking hell, that's a lot. And I thought, have we even got 20,000 litres in the world? And then I Googled how much petrol is there left, right? This is off the back of this thing. Yeah. How much petrol do you think we've got left? What, how much? Do, uh, I don't know. On the planet. Two billion litres. Well, don't worry about litres. How long do you think we've got left? Uh, I don't know. 100 years, 150 years? 50 years. 47, what? in fact. What? Yes. Are yeah. you joking? Well, that's fucking hell. No. Someone needs to pull up the fucking, these boats. <laughs> that's insane. 47 years of fucking petrol left. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. I was shocked too, man. That's what happened. She said 20,000 litres, and I thought... How have we not run out of petrol yet? Because we're using it at this... I mean, that's just one fucking yacht. Yeah, and it's What's like, going and there's on? loads of yachts in the world, mate. There's loads of yachts. It's a really, a really insightful thing to say. Yeah, there's <laughs> loads of yachts. So, so, but so even that's more than what yachts, there's cars. More cars than yachts. Abs mate, what a great point. What a fucking great point. Well <laughs> done. And that's something that a lot of people listening it wouldn't have occurred to them. But you're right. It's not just yachts, it's cars. Cars use a lot of fuel as well, don't they? Can you name any other vehicles? Motorbikes, planes. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> so hold up, so hold up. 47 years, and that's at the moment, right? And as you know, right, population is growing. <laughs> so there might be more cars, more boats. You're right, you're right. You, you're making really good... These are all really good points, man. <laughs> so how, what are we going to do? I, don't, that's the, I mean, that's there we go. There's the real question. I've got no idea. So basically it's going to be electric cars. Well, they're moving towards any. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're we're about. I think we're about twenty years behind the fucking curve. We've only just discovered that fuel might be running out. I thought, to, join us, join us in twenty twenty six when we start talking about the fact that global warming might be a thing. No, but when it comes to it, right? You think I thought that there was loads more, like out in Saudi and stuff. <laughs> I thought that they had only touched like. Five. Yeah, this is include. This is including. 
Really? Like, I thought, including so. Because I read a thing about them that they only touch like 5% of their oil reserves. That's... Um, I, I don't I, I don't know if that's... I mean, what, that, what it said when I Googled it is currently declared reserves. So it's possible that, I don't know, somebody's sitting on... Oh, mate. Some, and also that we haven't gone over the whole world to work out if there's oil knocking about in other places we didn't know it was. Oil can be very... Well, literally by its definition, is slippery, right? So it can be... <laughs> so you're in a situation... <laughs> Where if any the, the way you said that the way you said that by the way it, it was so pleased with yourself I imagine it's the similar delivery to that Mickey Mouse joke that you delivered on the one show very much that so. nobody heard very much so that's why I really needed this to hit home but I reckon it's oil, oil pugged up somewhere that we didn't know, even think about I reckon the Arctic mm. have probably got it loads mate that they're not even, like, they don't even know about yeah we need to start drilling into the Arctic get that fucking taken to pieces <laughs> see if there's any oil under there what are you, under the pure ice. <laughs> You think there's you, you... no, but under the seabed because no one's fucking. Yeah, yeah, no, you. No yeah, one's. You're right. No you're one's right. searching around down there, mate, because it's too cold. No. Yeah, we need to explore more areas. We, we, let's not look for alternative energy sources. Let's just keep fucking ripping this bitch apart until we find every last bit of oil. <laughs> Yo, you've got a can of coke, and you're trying to get that last little drop out, <laughs> so it doesn't fucking get in the bottom of your recycling bin. Oh mate, I, you, I don't think there's many. But I'm, I, I'm, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm slightly addicted to Coke Zero. There's a yeah, no, I've, I've noticed that with you. Yeah, I've okay. not had a can since. I've not had a can since showing you the first. So. Okay, but I mean, there were other vices that I think need addressing before you start knocking. Before you start cancelling a calorie-free drink. <laughs> yeah, but it's not actually the. It's not the calories of uh, Coke. I mean, I need to care for this. It? It's it's that fucking stuff they put in it. A soup, a, a, a stupanan or something like that. A, a stupanan, yeah. A Spartan, yeah, is yeah. it called a Spartan? Yeah, a stupanan is someone who's doing very well for me on Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> no, is it called a Spartan? A Spartan, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to be very careful that. Well, bit. well, I've been doing TikTok research into that. Right. Okay. And I'm, I'm finding very conflicting uh, bits of advice. Some people think that's a load of bullshit. It's totally fine, and other people are telling me that you need to give up immediately. So. Yeah, but you got um, what my thing is like. Air, just err on the fucking side of caution with it, mate. Don't cough it back eight cans a day. I'm not coughing eighty cans a day. Eight, I, eight. I am airing. I, I am airing on the side of caution. So how many cans do you want a day? I would say I, I'm not having more than two a day. Okay, okay. but that's still quite a lot, isn't it? Uh, no, I mean look, one or two. I mean look, two's. I think two's just about. I, I, look, I'm, I'm saying I've, once I get back out on tour, I usually have one halfway through the tour. I'll have a coke. Just to give me that extra lift for the second half. Do you mean during the interval, or do you mean halfway through the tour, the whole tour? You'll have a celebratory coke. <laughs> halfway through the whole tour, yeah. I'll put it Christmas, but that also got in the way yeah, of what was yeah. my Christmas Coca Cola. No, but I was up to three or four cans a day. I do everything ex- right, in okay. excess. I can't. Yeah, yeah. But is there much? Is there much better? And there are much better feelings. But it's a pretty good feeling when you pick up the can and it's got oh. slightly more than you in, you thought there was in there, right? I mean, that's good. Yeah, but that's also, I would arguably say I don't think anyone's ever properly finished off a can of drink, ever. What the fucking hell does that mean, mate? I will tell you now, right? I will tell you now. Any time I've had a party or people have been around or whatever, yeah, you, know, you will go around and like think that the can's empty, and if you pour it in the sink, and even if someone sucked the bottom out of it, there'll be a little cut of drizzles in it. There'll be some drips in it. I'll tell you now, mate, I don't think anyone in the history of people has ever finished a can of drink properly. Okay. So are you, are you saying that inc- that includes a little dribble at the bottom? Is that what you're saying? They always yeah, it's always that. Little, right. So imagine, can you picture a can in your head for me? Right? Yeah. I, I didn't need, it didn't need setting up like that. But yeah, right. go on. So at the bottom of it, you've got this little ring bit, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Okay. That yeah. will hold... At least, I'd say, I don't know, like a milligram of fucking liquid, maybe two, right? When you come to putting that in your recycling bin, like sometimes my recycling bin's at the bottom of a swamp. You don't have that. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't imagine it's a problem for you because you just sort of dump it in your neighbour's bin, do you? <laughs> no, you sometimes. But... No, but it, I do, I, I, I would arguably say anyone today, right, have a can of drink, or, you know, of any kind of drink, even a can of water if you're trying to be healthy, which, you know, I completely salute. And then... At the end of it, think, drink all you can and then just go like that and tip it up and I guarantee a couple of drops will fall out. Yeah, or just don't do that and realise that you know what Tom means. It's up to you, though, <laughs> whatever whatever you decide to do. But, yeah, yeah. 
But there's nothing better than that fucking ice cold cola. That is a beautiful, yeah. you know, when you crack it, you fucking sup it. It's a darling of a feeling, bro. It really is. Mm, okay. Are you carrying out a lot um, of your research on TikTok? N- no, I'm not. I, well, what I'm saying is I don't place too much stock in what I find on TikTok because there's no, you know, a lot of people. I, I, uh, can I say while we're talking about TikTok, right? And I, 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 I need to err on the side of caution here. Um, my algorithm, for some reason, has led me to a couple uh, on there. And I know you're in, you've, you've seen them as well because we've chatted about it. Um, I, I, look, I mean, they're there. So it's the, they're, they're called Dan and Lucy, right? Um, it blows my mind. Right, I've watched quite a lot of their stuff now because for some reason it's popped up constantly on my on my page. Like, I can't. Right, so we talk about reality TV when we're talking about something that's structured reality, and and I'm obsessed. You know, I've watched every Married at First Sight. You know, blah blah blah, as you well know, right? Like this this thing, I've never seen something that's so openly sharing. Or I'm like, is this real? Like, like. So they've just split up, right? And now there's mm-hmm. these sort of long monologues that Dan is doing. I'm like, this just feels like, like uh, it feels like someone should have an arm around him. Yeah. And he shouldn't be sharing this on TikTok. No. I genuinely worry a bit about it. I worry about that that is in, uh, like, as someone with a kid and you've got kids, and, and I worry, like, is this what the world is becoming that people are now thinking? that? And, and it's weird because I've watched that. Now my algorithm... I, I'm starting to get more and more of these sort of like people just sharing their problems on TikTok. And I'm, whilst I think, look, I'll be open and share, the responses they get are so toxic and not what they're looking for. It, it kind of yeah, makes me I mean, worry uh, about society. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, like, I know f- what I can tell you is I know that um, I'm pretty sure that Dan listens to this podcast, but um, uh, I, I, f- I think that like this whole trend of, well, look, he's gone through a breakup, right? Yeah, no, and, and so, which, which we've no, no, through, no, yeah. yeah, but but I think that part of the nature of like sharing that sort of stuff is um, he's got. I, I think people get used to sharing that sort of stuff, and then they think it's a natural thing to share it online. And like you said, unfortunately, people on social media apps are not particularly, or a lot of people can be particularly unkind. And on TikTok, it seems to be particularly. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're sort of quite vicious. So I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're getting what you want to get out of it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it feels like you're opening yourself up to like more. I mean, look, my my opinion would be, and I know that it's a, it's a, it's a. It's it can, there can be a cost implication to this, but my my instinct with this is to deal with it privately, and maybe speak to somebody else, like a therapist or somebody, or get some help elsewhere. Do you know what I mean rather than trying to therapize yourself on social media? I feel like you're in a hiding to nothing. Do you know what I mean? I, but I, 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 I respect I, I, the fact of talking about how you're feeling, but the thing is, it's just like you know, it, when I when I first saw that first video of him, I've like, been really really upset about it. I genuinely was like. Has he got no one else to talk to? Like, you know, know. that is more worried in the I fact know. that. And then when I read the comments underneath it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is horrible!" Like, like, I know. like, I know. And then, like, to then see, like, look, right? I think it's such a mad thing, right? Because I've only just started using TikTok, and I realised that that probably uses more of an algorithm than anything else. And all of a sudden, everything that I'm watching is like that. And I'm, you know, well, actually, actually, while we're talking about this, um, I can tell you that uh, I was in the car with Gratz yesterday, yeah. tour manager, the other day, tour manager extraordinaire. And he told me that your algorithm uh, is giving you nothing but um, people draining their spots or whatever. Yeah. And like b- bursting pimples and stuff like that. So that's your algorithm's giving you loads no, of No, no, can I just say and that? You, this, right? you sit, and he said that you sit next to him in the car, right? <laughs> And you scroll through loads of these videos. And then every now and again, as he's driving you home after a tour show, you put your phone in his face and go, by the way, he reported it much more kindly than this, but I've interpreted it in the way that I assume it's happening. You put the phone right in his face. You go, have a look at this. Oh, my God, that's disgusting, that is. Great, so have a look. Have a look. Oh, but, 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 while you're doing it, but while you're doing this voice, I've got a fucking bone to pick, by the way, with you. Yeah, God. You, you've done fucking chicken run. Essentially, you've used my fucking voice in chicken run. You fucking sneaky prick. 
I saw you do this fucking interview with Jonathan Ross, and you're going, and he's going, oh, you know, oh, you know, where did you come up this voice? And you're like, oh, I don't know where it's come from. I'm like, that's my wife voice, you fucking cheeky. If we're going to talk about people doing impressions of each other, I, I, I think you're very much in a glass house there, mate. You're, like, you're, your impression of me has become the fucking signature catchphrase of the podcast. No, but I'm not fucking... I turn around and I'll do that voice. I mean, I do it on stage, but not as you. And someone goes, oh, it's Romesh. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Anyhow, yeah, look, so just quickly, when it comes to TikTok spots, I, that was my algorithm. This is disgusting to say. I think I've watched every... TikTok spot video now. It, that can't be true. Mate, they that come up there. I've not seen a new... I mean, it's it's it's, it's very... I mean, it's dis- I don't know how you got addicted to it. It's disgusting. It's horrible. I can't remember seeing a new version, the new one. I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't seen this one before. I literally am like, oh, yeah, seen it, seen it. Done it, done it, completed it. Oh, and by the way, let me say, I had a fucking, like, a spot on my shoulder this morning... Uh, I what do you pick, think? You think about going viral? Put some like dance music underneath it, and like a, a few bit jump of, like, cuts, like Adele, normally do. Like hello, I was very close to, to to filming it. I mean, it wasn't as dramatic as some of them are. Some of them, by the way, and you need to know this: they close in really tight, and it looks worse. Yeah, than it actually okay, is. okay, please, 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 please. I don't want to hear about it. And look, I'd, and I'd, I must feel uh, sick. I'd sooner watch that than watch the family dance around. I mean that family are getting quite big now. I've seen them on the like they did. I think they did a radio show recently and taught one of the presenters to to do yeah, one of their dances. Yeah, they did that. And they like they, they, done, uh, they did a Christmas number one. I'm sure they're nice people. I just don't understand it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll um, they'll look at your TikTok and realise what you know how to be creative on that app. <laughs> You're such a slimy freak. <laughs> you so, like, I've got no idea what I'm doing on TikTok. Honestly, genuinely, what makes you say that? <laughs> I know Instagram. I feel at home on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've no idea what I'm doing on TikTok. I feel at TikTok like I'm a guy who's walked into a fucking rave and I've got no idea what the music is. Mm. It, it blows my mind. I feel very, I feel old on TikTok. And that's probably why I'm a bit like the family because the dad is, he seems so happy with it. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got, they've, you know, they're doing their thing and um, yeah, it angers some people uh, for some reason, but, you know. I don't find it angry. I, I, I just question. Well, what... I do think you are angry. No, I no, 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 no. I, I question, like, when you're doing a big dance number in the middle of a fucking street, what are your neighbours thinking? Yeah, but I mean, I guess if you're getting 200,000, 300,000, a million views, you don't give a shit, do you? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I guess that's the currency in life now. Now you're back on tour. Yeah. Oh, by the way, do you want to hear something, a horror show from my last couple of shows? Go. You'll love this. So I did two nights in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend thank you so- Lincoln audiences unbelievable thank you so much it was like a it was lovely one of the first show but not nervous but like you sort of yeah I guess you're sort of thinking I hope this show's alright blah 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 I'm in the middle of the show and somebody shouts out what like, like just it sounds like this to me right money yeah 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 like it sounds drunk and like yeah I'm in the middle of talking or I'm just sort of coming to the end of a sentence and then I go um can I just ask you uh, what you said? Because I'm afraid I don't speak twat. Wow. Right? Wow. Okay, which is quite aggressive, right? Yeah. But I just thought she shouted out. And then she went, I just wanted to thank you for all the work you've done with the Calm Mental Health Charity. Oh, wow. Wowza, wowza. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I mean, I it's mean, a weird place to thank you halfway through a fucking joke. Yeah, but it was uh, it was a long road back from that for me. Yeah, and also it would be like uh, she could have waited outside and sort of said a quick thank you. Yeah, but but what I would say is uh, she'd been through. She came up to the DJ Rob Percy, who was opening for me because Martin Too Smooth was uh, Martin Too Smooth is in Japan at the moment. So yeah, Rob Percy very kindly. Martin is living a big life, and, isn't he? Martin, I love Martin. Mate, well, he was mate. He's out. He's out in Japan with Bruno Mars. Oof. I mean, Oof. it's unreal. Anyway. So Rob Percy stepped in and DJ. You're like, I mean, the girls... like the comedy Bruno Mars in some ways. 
What does that mean? What does that mean? I know it's insulting, but no. I I'm not sure how. No, no, Bruno Mars is sick, man. He's amazing. But you've got Bruno Mars in this about how you. Am I the, how am I, yeah, but how am I the comedy Mate, look Bruno at a Mars? picture of you. And look, I haven't got my phone next. We're recording on it. If you look at a picture of you and Bruno Mars, I reckon you're not that far away from each other. You've got a vibe, similar sort of vibe. One of my favourite ever songs is Bruno Mars. What's, what, what song is that? That one he does. Uh, <laughs> that one he does? I would catch a grenade for you. That one. Oh yeah, okay. Grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't always know the name of songs, but I know the the lyrics. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, can I say, by the way, you've got a piece bit in your show. I don't want to ruin your show for anyone. Which I've been in the time you've gone on tour now. I've been a lot of people from Yeovil and a few from Lincoln. I'm getting a lot of people thinking. In your, I'll say it, and then we can bleep it out. You know the bit where you do about. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that's me. Yeah, I got asked it last night. Yeah. Uh, no, Sunday night. Yeah, I've yeah. literally, I've almost just doing a bit about you. And I'm like, is he? And then... Okay, yeah, well, let, let, let me, let, let's get this out of the way now. In the show, I talk about... <laughs> and I can clarify that that person is not Tom Davis. Yeah. Okay. What I would say is, a lot of what I describe, I can understand why people... Yeah, no, think I've seen a bit and I can... Eat. I had to think, is that me? And I know that it's not because I don't do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's not Tom. It's not Tom. All right, let me get that out of the way now. Um, um, but anyway, the, the girl came up to Rob and explained that she'd been through, like, uh, quite a hard time and she'd always wanted to thank me, which made me feel even worse. So then, but thankfully I managed to, uh, Rob and the uh, tour manager, Elliot, managed to find her and I had a little chat with her backstage, oh, nice. uh, a chat with her and her other half backstage. So it was all all right. But what I would say is that that, that two minutes after that happened, I, I was in a, I mean, it was, I, I was openly spiralling. I was commentating on my spiral to the audience, actually. As it yeah, it's a horrible feeling. It was, uh, yeah, mm. I've had that. I, I went in two-footed. I've, I've had that twice on the tour. Mm. Yeah, and both times um, felt shit like shit. Okay, well look, Tom, let's yep. uh let's wrap this up. Uh and uh we're gonna do we're about we're gonna do a bonus. We're doing it right now actually. Yeah, we're gonna do it straight after. Should I, should I have announced that? Yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, um, We're gonna do a film the Swan has selected emails that are um that are about film proposals wow. and we're gonna break them down Sweet. on our bonus episode. So something to look forward to. Okay, nice. Tom. Are you are you prepared for this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do, do you, it. Can I ask you a question? I, I mean, this is something I should ask you off the podcast, really. But should I be giving you more warning that I'm about to ask you to do this? No, no, no. I've, I've got. I think I've got. Sh something. Should I be going in three minutes' time? I'm going to wrap this. I, up. That wouldn't make, make any difference because my head's always thinking about these from the moment we start, and then it. Okay. Then, fine. Yeah, yeah, and then I. Is that true? No, no. Because I, I think I'm going to say something, and then it changes, then it changes okay. again. Because sometimes we All cover right. it in the show. Or the show mm, in okay. the show in the podcast in the fucking mm, yeah yeah fifty Big minutes use of the word show there yeah, yeah. Um, right let's do this yeah okay Ned Sanderson was a sweet man he was a gold finder in the old west and he used to go down to the Merry River and try and find nuggets of gold he'd take with him his dog dog Patsy. Anyway, one day Ned was funneling through the lake and picking out pieces of gold that were covered in mud. So he'd pick out the gold, put them on the bed, uh, side of the uh, river, all muddy and covered in shit, and then he'd count his gold, and then he'd put them back into the river, and he'd wash them of the mud that was on them, and he'd put them back on the side, into, back into the mud. Sometimes he could be hours just cleaning the same bits of gold over and over and over again. This would take days and weeks, and he'd go back to his wife, Shirley Temple, and he'd say, oh, you know, she said, oh, why are you late? And he'd say, oh, because I was, you know, cleaning the gold in which I found. Anyhow, one day, his dog, Barney, I think I called him, I can't remember, um, turned to him and said, Ned, do you know how much time you waste on the time of this river just cleaning the gold? Why don't you bring a plank of wood with you? And you put the gold on that. And Ned chuckled and thought, that's a weird thing for it to happen, a dog talked to me, but also suggests such a good idea. The next day, Ned got a plank of wood and he took it to the river. And he came home about an hour and a half earlier because he didn't have to clean the mud off the gold. And I guess the moral of the story is this. Sometimes it's nice to search around and try and find something. Sometimes you've got to clean the things you've found to make them work a little bit better. 
But the truth of the life is, sometimes it's best to work smarter, smarter, <laughs> not harder, and longer. <laughs> sometimes listen to the inner voice. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> Do you know, I, I sort of feel like I killed it by saying smarter rather than smarter. But you, you, you know what the moral of the story is. It's just like, yeah, you don't have to, you know, maybe like just fucking, yeah, have a plank of wood that can do some of the work for you. Okay, listen, yeah. at, the end of, at the end of Tom's story there, my internet, I, I haven't even got enough internet to make a fucking FaceTime call. <laughs> I, I, I've tried to stay calm about this. <laughs> this is a fucking joke. Yeah, it is bad. It is bad. This is a fucking joke. Do you know how I'd sum this this uh, episode <sighs> up? Is with your Wi-Fi what? the way it is? It's felt a little bit like I'm at the bed of a dying relative, and I don't know at what point they're going to pass away. Oh Jesus! It you, feels you like can't have a fucking relax. You can't have a fucking relaxed conversation. You don't know what's going to cut out. Yeah, no, it's it. <laughs> You've genuinely got tears in your eyes. I just it's just too <laughs> fucking headed. How can I not like? How can there not a fucking FaceTime call work? Yeah, I mean, this is such first world privileges, but this is mental. It is insane. Especially when you had someone out yesterday. I know. The guy was like so proud that he'd sorted it out as well. No, he hasn't. This is a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, look, I'm going to... That's what my job is straight after this. Well, fucking you know what? Hell. Maybe take solace from the story I just told about the Ned Sanderson. Don't keep trying to clean them up. Yeah, well, I would tell the story. Ned Sarnison had some gold, and then he the gold was really dirty, and he didn't know how to clean it, and it was causing him a problem. So he phoned up the gold cleaners. They came over. They said they'd sorted it out. And then when he looked at the gold after they'd gone, it was still covered in a load of shit. <laughs> they just put another layer of dog shit around it. <laughs> Turns out the, end, the, the, the gold cleaner had actually curled one out on top of uh, Ned's gold. Um, okay, listen, uh, we're going to play you out with, uh, we talked about Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars did an album with Anderson Pack uh, called Silk Sonic. So, JT, could you play us out with Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, please? Guys, I'm so sorry about my internet, but we still managed to deliver a podcast that I think is up there with some of our very mid-tier, love-tier <laughs> ones. So thank you so much for listening. Take care God of bless. yourself. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.